today's movies georgia whatever happened to baby jane Woo! yes 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 <laughs> queen yes queen <laughs> yes queens we you know we, you know there is no way we would let the year go by without doing whatever happened to baby jane because that is quintessential betty and that is quintessential joan crawford so let's get right into it so tell us, Georgia, start us off about whatever happened to Baby Jane. Okay, I think you could say this is the ultimate tale of sibling rivalry. Yeah. There are two elderly sisters, and one was a former very spoiled child uh, star. She was a singer. And her older sister, Blanche, uh, see, the first sister's Baby Jane. And the older sister is Blanche, and she had a career as an acclaimed actress. But because of an accident, she's paralyzed and she's in a wheelchair. Okay, they live together in this old Hollywood mansion. And we soon realize that Jane is going insane, and she becomes more cruel and calculating. And she makes helpless Blanche, her prisoner. Yeah. And so, so, I this is delicious. Oh my <laughs> gosh. The melodramatic possibilities with this, it will, it's a thriller, it's suspenseful, it will keep you on the edge of your seat. They tried to get Hitchcock to be the director, but he was so involved with doing Psycho and the Birds, he wasn't able to do it. So Robert Aldrich directed this amazing movie that became the start of what they call uh, psycho biddies and hag exploitation movies. <laughs> right. This, this is fun. It's a roller coaster ride. Have fun with this movie. Yes. You, sometimes you don't know whether you're supposed to laugh or you're supposed to. Your jaw's gonna drop. I mean, it, it's, it's it's creepy. It's it's everything. It it's fun. You got you you, you have to see it to believe it. Right. And and. We already know, those of you who are true, <clears throat> excuse me, classic movie fans, you've already seen it a million times like like I have. Um, and even if you're not, if, even if you're just, you, if you're a Betty Davis fan, you've seen it a million and plus one. And, or Joan, Joan Crawford, you've seen it like, you know, s several times. So, you know, and we're not going to get too much into it, but Georgia, you just did a beautiful job of a synopsis. Um, and I forgot to say, YouTube uh, has a lot of great stuff, backstory about the um, actual home where the, uh, where the film was, was made. Uh, a lot of, um, they got some quotes, some segments of quotes, but you're in a wheelchair. Blast. So, so when you hear those quotes, you hear people say that, it's coming from Baby Jane on, on Seinfeld. George, uh, <laughs> George told his, his rival for this suit, you know, Seinfeld was crazy. It's a long story. George was trying to get this suit, and he had hid it in this man's store. 
And uh, <laughs> and so the other guy who was the same size as him came looking for the suit. So George had the suit, and he told George something, and George said, "But you are in a wheelchair, Blanche. You are." <laughs> <laughs> so and you know the, crowd, the the audience erupts into laughter, and so do you. So this movie has so so many just quotables and iconic scenes, um, and and little trivia. So Viola Davis, the great Viola Davis, the uh, Hollywood actress, I believe she's up for an Oscar for um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, and she said that she channeled, um, she channeled Betty Davis for her, her role in, um, I, I believe she's playing um, Bessie, Bessie Smith, Bessie Davis, I'm sorry. She's playing Bessie Smith, I'm sorry. Blues singer Bessie Smith. And if I'm wrong, just let me know in the comments. Um, and because Bessie Smith was this really, you know, people look at these chicks nowadays with these singers, but these look, y'all just borrowing from the past. So Bessie Smith was this famous blues singer, and girl, she was so Georgia, she would come out and she would look outrageous. She would wear these, she would have gold teeth and just, you know, just flamboyant. So Betty, so uh, Viola Davis said that she channeled Betty's performance in Baby Jane because she had to wear this outrageous wig, and so she and she put on this gaudy makeup. So shout out to Viola Davis. She drew back from the queen, Betty, honey. Yes. <laughs> Betty, still still an influencer. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this movie was nominated for five Academy Awards. And actually, it won for Best Costume Design Black and White. Mm. And... Maybe we can get into the other little delicious part of Betty being nominated for Best Actress for this movie, which if she had won it, she would have set a record. But yes. we'll get into that a little bit later about Betty being nominated for Best Actress. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but, you know, this movie was given an, uh, an X rating in, in the UK, uh, you know, mm. because of some of the... <laughs> Scenes the way that Betty was treating, you know, the Joan Crawford character, mm -hmm. I, which I thought was kind of interesting. Now they they show the movie in its entirety there okay. and have removed. But, um, but you know, it, it, an interesting thing about this movie is they for the casting, uh, they had considered uh, for the uh, Baby Jane role, Tallulah Bankhead, okay, Claudette Colbert, Ooh. Olivia De Havilland, and Marlena Dietrich. Oh. Uh, I know, and I just can't imagine this movie with any of them, you know? Right. Um, and uh, they did also consider some other actors for the Joan Crawford role, but they signed on Joan first, and they talked about putting Betty in it. She said she wanted to make this movie with Betty. Okay. She really did want to. So, um, well, we take off from that point there. I mean, the two of them wanted to do this movie together, and of course it was a casting coup. It was brilliant. Perfect. Because everybody knew about the two and their being uh, rivals and they're being so competitive. Right. And both of them considered themselves Hollywood divas. Yeah. So this was perfect, perfect casting. And so we can't talk about this movie without talking about the absolutely gift to fans of classic Hollywood and, and the gift to Joan and Betty fans that the fabulous, the fabulous job that Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon did in 2017, Feud. So Feud really got into the backstory of the feud between Betty and Joan. 
And so go see that. Um, where is it? It go go look it up. I I can't say off the top of my head. It, it might be on YouTube. I know some pieces of it are on YouTube. I'm not sure of the whole thing, but feud. It is absolutely brilliant. It's a several part series, and it really gets into the making of this movie, the backstory of these women's personal lives separately, and then the the beef that they have with each other, and the dynamic of Robert Aldridge being pulled in, and their kids being pulled in. I mean, I could go look at that again. That wasn't that a gift to the to the to the fans of Betty and Joan and classic movies, Georgia. That that movie feud. It was riveting and fascinating. Right. right. And it just enhanced the whole uh, watching experience when you know what's going on with the two of them. Right. It, right. it was. It was, oh my gosh, it was just delicious fun. Right. And I had kind of knew a little bit that Betty and Joan didn't like each other and how they would set each other up uh, for failure <laughs> on the set <laughs> and and drag and drive poor Robert Aldridge nuts with their with their feud, which ironically did, you know, the, that the movie feud show, it did not, when they got on a set, it did not start like that. And I think, Right. I think Joan, if I remember correctly, she was the one who who, who fired the first shot, and Betty just started reacting. If, if I'm remembering correctly, that uh, that feud movie, um, because they came in super cool, like you said, Joan wanted to do the movie with Betty, but then I think Joan started doing some shady stuff and started feeling insecure, and then you know Betty, you know Betty ain't gonna take nothing off nobody, <laughs> as they say, and after that, shots fired, woman down, woman down. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> but you know, one of the things about Betty Davis was that she, the the contrast between the two, she was not afraid to ugly herself up yes. for a movie role. Yes. And she did her own makeup in this. Yes. And you know, even her own daughter, when she saw how her mother made herself up, her daughter, uh, Bet BD, said, "Oh, mother, this time you've gone too far." Right. But you know, but to be perfectly honest, you really had to have. The makeup, in a way, the the man who wrote the screenplay said that's the way I envisioned the character Baby Jane to look like. Right. She was spot on, perfect. Right. But you know the the thing was is you had to see the contrast. And there's a scene where she looks at herself in the movie, and I thought that yeah. was like what got her Oscar, her performance right there, because she realizes she envisions herself as the little curly, you know, golden haired child, right. and then the reality when she looks at herself full in the mirror and she sees what she looks like now. Right. And then there's this realization that's very powerful in the movie. Right. And, um, but the thing that's so opposite about Joan Crawford was Joan Crawford, even though she was like sheltered or shut up in that room for about 20 years, you know, she would have been wasting away, emaciated thin and everything. She kept trying to make herself look beautiful and right. glamorous. And I have to, I have to say this. This, to me, is hilarious. This comes out in the movie The Feud. Okay. This is this is the best gossip dish I have on this whole thing. Okay. Betty Davis said Joan Crawford had three sets of falsies. Okay. And there's a scene where Joan is lying on her back on the beach, and Joan Crawford is wearing her largest ones lying on her back. <laughs> and Betty Davis said, Betty Davis, this is a direct quote from Betty Davis. Let's face it. When a woman lies on her back, I don't care how well endowed she is, her bosoms do not stand straight up. 
And Blanche had, and Blanche supposedly, she'd wasted away for 20 years. The scene calls for me to fall on top of her. I had the breath almost knocked out of me. It was like falling on, it was like falling on two footballs. <laughs> so when you see that, if you watch that again, watch the beach scene. Oh, I, I, now that she's saying it, I remember it. Like, you know, I didn't think of it then. But yep, she had, there was a high, it was Twin Peaks. She's right, it was Twin Peaks. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Yes. Bang to yes. the end. Yes, she was vain to the end. But, you know, the thing that I liked about this movie was it was really their Hollywood personas, but amplified yes. and ramped up. Yeah. Because, you know, Joan Crawford, in a lot of her roles, she played this long-suffering martyr type. Yes. And then Betty, well, you know, Betty was, like, bold, brash. Right. She was bitchy. Right. That, that was full-on Betty. That's how she was, and that's how she played uh baby jane hudson and you know the thing is what that i this is one of the things that will just really make you be a betty davis fan and when you watch it <clears throat> betty davis she she plays the hell out of every role right. she ever did and it's just like it spoils you and other actresses just don't measure up they don't i mean you you watch betty davis just t she is just tearing this role up she right. is so totally i mean every single bit of it she is full on yes all of it right. so yes betty davis did have the meteor of the two roles and yes you know i mean she did deserve um the actress nomination uh, for best actress yes she did deserve it because there was just so so much Right. in this role and right. it and what it ended up doing was it revitalized her career and joan crawford's career as well right 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 and this was based on a book from um henry farrell um like i said it was a book and you know like i said they they really try to sabotage each other uh betty had a bad bag some of you already know this and Joan Crawford weighed herself down, and Betty told her, "Now, when I have to pick you up, don't don't go totally limp on me." And she was like, "Oh, okay." In a in a the dirty hag, uh, she she had weighed herself <laughs> down with it's infused. You can see it infused. She put like a fat suit on or something. Or something. And so when Betty went to pick her up, she she, she screwed her back up. <laughs> so it is great. I look, I'm a highly competitive person, and so uh, you know. I get it. I get it. Um, and see, Betty Davis did not respect Joan Crawford, and Joan Crawford could have had. She made. She could have had the role. Betty, Betty Davis would probably would have been just because Betty Davis, like she said, the work, the work, the work. Acting was everything to her. So if she'd have got the uh, Joan Crawford, the Blanche's Blanche role, Joan Crawford role, she'd have been okay with that. Joan Crawford. Yeah. I don't think she would have. There's. They just didn't match. And I'm not taking anything away from Joan Crawford. And I know we got Joan Crawford fans out there. You all know Joan Crawford would not have done the baby Jane Hudson role any justice like Betty. Okay? Because that's just not the type of actress she was. And that's okay. But Betty could play Betty could play an oven mitt. And you'd be like, oh, that's the best freaking oven mitt I've ever seen in my life. I'm, I was crying when the oven mitt came out on the stage. You know, that's just who Betty Davis is. I think another fun fact <clears throat> is that Betty Davis said that the wig, 
So once they started beefing behind the scenes, the wig that she uses for baby Jane, the curly, the pigtail one, <laughs> according to her, I don't know how true it is, that was an actual wig from a Joan Crawford movie, The Hussy. Now, I don't know how, because I saw that movie, The Hussy, and Joan Crawford's wig in that was not blonde. Um, as to my memory, I've seen a long time ago, and anybody in the comments section, let us know, you know if you have any info on that. But that's what Betty Dan said. She intentionally got that wig <laughs> to taunt Joan Crawford. To put, and I, I, girl, they, girl, that's some demon stuff. That's hilarious to me. That's so funny. That's how much they hated each other. So she got that wig to tone her. And on Dick Cavett, this is one of her Dick Cavett um, interviews back in the day. And she also said, when she originally did the scene where she's imitating uh, Blanche's voice on the phone to, to order some liquor or something like that, um, she said originally she did Joan Crawford's voice. She, and so, but Betty told Dick Cavett, she said, but the woman was so mad meaning insane, talking about Joan Crawford, got so mad that Betty could ape her and mock her. She went to Aldred and threw a fit. I, I don't want her to do my voice. I can do my own voice. So Aldred, he just wanted to keep the peace. He said, okay, so they dubbed in Joan Crawford, dubbing and uh. doing, and Betty Davis doing Joan Crawford. And Betty da and so everybody erupted into laughter on Dick Cavett. on YouTube. She said the woman was absolutely mad. She said she was insane. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so apparently Betty was winning in life, in her career, and the movie behind the scenes with Joan Crawford. That is that is incredible. But Joan Crawford got her back. Tell her, tell her audience yep. who don't know, those who don't know, how did Betty, how did Joan Crawford like stab Betty Davis in the heart? How did she get her back? Oh boy. Okay. So what she did was she went to different actresses who were um, playing on stage in theater, the ones that she knew um, were, would not be able to be present to accept the Academy Award. And so she went to them individually and she said, well, would you let me go ahead and accept the award for you since, you know, you're in your play and you can't, you know, be away from the stage production that you're doing. Would you let me do it? And they say, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she was all sweetness and light. And behind the scenes, Joan Crawford was campaigning against Betty Davis to yep. get the Oscar. So what happens is Anne Bancroft wins that year for The Miracle Worker. And so and, I know, right? And so there's Betty. She's standing there at the wings of the stage. I yeah. mean, backstage. Yeah. It's ready to go there and accept that Oscar. And all of a sudden they say, and the winner is Anne Bancroft. And here comes Joan Crawford sailing right past her. Sitting and say, excuse me, almost nice. like broke. Step aside. Knocked her off. Step, Step aside. aside. <laughs> I, so there she is, Joan Crawford, standing there with the off. Accepting for Anne Bancroft is Joan Crawford. Yes. Don't you know Betty is livid. <laughs> she could have killed her. So it was after that she hated her like poison. She hated her. And then here comes the line when Joan Crawford died, somebody called and asked a, a, a journalist or whatever, asked her, um, you know, how do you feel about Joan Crawford's passing? And, you know, the famous line, she said, well, if you can't say anything, 
good about somebody, shouldn't say anything at all. Joan Crawford's dead. Good. Like, <laughs> just shade. Shade, shade, shade. Girl, I love it. Oh, and that's just what makes us love Betty even more. Uh, and makes us love Joan Crawford, because Joan Crawford... She she could she could dish it, but she couldn't take it out. She couldn't take it a lot of time. And then if they had a no. a, a bigger dog, you know, because she wasn't gonna beat Betty Davis. Because like somebody said, Betty Davis was a wordsmith. You know, she was really just really witty and and really just blunt. And so she, you know, Joan mm. didn't have that skill. So she just fought Betty how she could. You know, they, hey man, they got some good blows in. So we're 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 better people for it for <laughs> all the drama. But um, just just a shout out uh, in in the cast we had Victor Buono, Buono, how we say his name. Uh, uh, Maddie Normans played the na- the maid Elvira. Um, Anna Lee was in it. She was the neighbor. And B D Betty Davis's daughter was uh, Anna Lee's uh, daughter, Mrs. Bates' daughter. So she was in there for a little bit. So a lot of a lot of people um, in there. Will, uh, so and and like I said, this is the little movie that could because. Nobody knew what this movie was going to turn into. And look at it. It's iconic. You can look at it at least once a year or more. And, and just, it's so delicious, as we like to say. Yes, it is. And for women, the these two were in their mid-50s when they made this movie. And roles for women at right. that age were just non-existent. And for them to be uh, revitalized like this again and right. have their career given a start, because of this movie, right, boy, yeah, this this was like a, almost like a historic event in Hollywood. Yes, I mean because you'd never seen a movie like quite like this before. No. It's no. all psychological and and just um, yeah, unlike anything anybody had seen before. And it and it spawned you know so many other movies, kind yes. of a, another whole genre. You know, yes. there was like uh, Hush Hush, Sweet Charlotte, and The Nanny, and then right. all these other movies that followed because of this one right because dead ringer was two years later and then um uh uh straight jacket uh dead ringer better davis remember check out our video on youtube we did that then um joan crawford went on to do uh straight jacket uh, both in 64 and um so you know of course betty had the better career and you know uh and had better roles and such um because she's betty davis but yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Georgia, because, yeah, this really did help. And then and then other older actresses, they started, like you say, the hag thriller, hag horror became a genre. So then we saw other actresses who hadn't been on screen. And, you know, like you mentioned, Tallulah Bankhead did something and Shelley Winters and other people. So these ladies paved the way once again for women to um, get back in. So... Please check out Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, uh, 1962. Again, YouTube has a lot of back stuff on there, behind the scenes. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, Don't forget, we are on Facebook at How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And the life lesson from this, Georgia, is, you know, age. If you got the talent and you believe in yourself and you you know you got the goods, Go out there and get it, man. Go and do the work. Lay the foundation. You know, Betty and Joan had laid the foundation. There were stars, consummate stars and professionals. If that's how you are in your life, you know, make your own way. Your, your way will be made for you. You just got to go out there and, and do it. It's, it's already there. Um, and that's it. Like I said, we're on Facebook. We got our YouTube videos. 
look forward to seeing you guys the next time. Uh, remember always, you are the star of your own show, man, and that's the life you make. So for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, I'm Moya, and ma'am, you are? Georgia. That's right, my girl, my girl, my ace, ace in the hole, Georgia. You guys take care. We look forward to seeing you next time. Shaka, take us on out. That's it. That was fun, Moya.